Stand by. Free speech activation in progress. It's sending a transmission of some kind. This is TalkZone.com. Welcome back. If you'd like to call in for a reading, uh, 1-800-336-2225. We're giving away free meditation CDs out of the Wisdom Toning Series. They're very, very good. For those of you who'd like to call in, 1-800-336-2225. Before we went to break, Keith started talking about how to work through emotions, and I would like to go a little further on that because of how big it is. You know, there's hardly a person on the planet that doesn't have emotions to work through, and people seem a lot lost as to how to do that, or they think that they're owned by emotions, which they're not, but it always seems that way. Like when the emotion comes in, it feels like you uh, that emotion is you, but in fact it's not. Yeah, you're not your emotions, but you have emotions, and you can, like a garden or um, a herd of animals, you can cultivate them and guide them. Guide them is such a good word. And, you know, the thing of it is, when you're in the middle of, let's say, any of the negative emotions, for instance, bitterness, or Keith brought up envy, or frustration, or, let's see, hate, uh, is another good one. Um, any of these negative uh, anger, what happens when when these emotions come up is the dark side of you is up. Now, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The off-balance, non-centered, non-God-centered. That's probably not politically correct, is it? I don't care. I know you don't care. I, I want to be corri- correct, which <laughs> I means do, I don't care about political correct. I know correct. you don't care. That was my I point. I want to be correct. <laughs> I'm looking now, for the truth. <laughs> so my point is, is when any of these dark emotions come up, your dark side is up. So I bet you that when that dark side comes up, there's some part of you that says, a different part that says, gosh, this is not the way to be. This is not how to think. These are not good emotions. I'm not really behaving the way I would prefer to be behaving. And though it feels totally like it's me right now, there's some little glimmer. Or for some of you, there's a big glimmer. Boy, this is not the way I should be. So what you've just experienced is your light side, your dark side. Right there. And you experience it. How many times a day do you have that little torque battle going on? Light side, dark side. Now you get now. well. You know, this comes in the lineup of conscience, and there's a there's a gut conscience, there's a heart conscience, there's a rational conscience, there's a belief system conscience, and so you want to get it clear to where it's it's a conscience that's um, tr- true to life, true to your heart, true to your soul, true to intuition. And I know some of the ways I was raised, not many, but some of the ways I was raised where I had a guilt if I didn't do it that way, I grew up later and realized that that wasn't quite on. Most of the ways I was raised, I would say, is on, which, you know, that's a pretty good bringing up I had. I think you're the same way, huh, Charmaine? My, uh, uh, my, my family is into heavy emotionalism. So I've had to learn how to mature it, and they weren't very good guides on that. Okay, yes. And um, but you had reasonable fairness, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, you know, some like 
some families or cultures might go, you know, you're supposed to uh, drink tea with your little pinky sticking up, and if you don't, you know, you get punished or scowled at or whatever. And, you know, living your own life, you move away and you realize, oh, I, I don't have to have my pinky up. But maybe what's as important, probably more important, is um, a, as you try to do better with your life, try to be right with God, your own rightness with yourself so you feel good about yourself, your fellow man in life, you pursue deeper truths. And your conscience goes and you go, aha, oh yeah, that's not right. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't get good results. So you ferret out finer and finer levels of truth and and you begin to cultivate a finer conscience that you govern yourself by, and then as you get clearer in a more enlightened way, and you solidly on that path habitually, you begin to have a gut response of when those same things come up, that it's not right. So you, your conscience evolves. You know, when when that moment happens, and you have whatever your negative emotion is in the moment, and at the same time, you have that other part of you that says, boy, I really don't like myself when I do this. And you notice you have your dark and your light at that moment both available. Guess what? At that moment, you have a choice. You can either have your dark side win at that moment or your light side win at that moment. And this is, this is what you call earnest spiritual growth. I just got a press release, Keith. I didn't even tell you about this. I just deleted it. <laughs> and, you know, it was this, um, we had, you ready for this? Yeah. We have instantaneous transformation is what they're offering. <laughs> and, you know, we don't even bother to read it because there is no instantaneous transformation. And you know what? They'll sell hordes of books because all these people that want to chase down the magic pill and there is no magic pill. So at this point that you notice that you have these both sides up, you get to choose which side you're going to have. Now this goes back to kind of the conversation Keith was having where you start having this dialogue with yourself. Geez, I'm really uh, jealous, uh, angry, whatever it is. I'm really jealous of this person right now. And then you have to have this light side of you say, you know what? You have no business being jealous. They have whatever they have because that is their lessons. You do not have it because it is your lessons. And you need to bless them for whatever they have. And you need to accept and have gratitude for what you have and move on and not have jealousy. And you keep coaching yourself over and over and over again. Like they are right too when they, you know, like if, if you're angry with somebody because they're not doing it the right way, well, they are also right in their reality. And you have to coach yourself and tell yourself that this part of you that's out of control and whatever negative emotion you're in, that it needs to corral itself, pull itself off, and start to change and not indulge in that emotion. So let's take, let's take sex for one of our examples. You can have sex out of animal passion, animal lust, that treats the other person as meat for your selfishness and lust. So that's one kind of sex really popular. Another kind of sex is, and you know, there are gradations, it's not either or, but there's 
two basic premises and, and you can have a choice of where you want to steer this. The other one is loving sex. Loving, caring animal sex. Where when you do this, what happens is, I love you even more. So one kind of sex is destructive to humanity and, and creates uh, nasty kind of people, actually. I mean, you know, a, a sexual connection helps you be vital on one level, uh, and and sometimes if you do too much, it takes some of your vitality. But if you're vital on one level, let's say animal, animal, but you don't have the loving side, then you begin to feel like each other can be each other's possession. They're a piece of meat for your satisfaction. You're there to look pretty so they'll want you. It's all those loops that go nowhere besides destructiveness. I've seen many people turn gay because their heterosexual relationships were too much like that. And so what was left is they found a loving person of their own sex without all this animal uh, heartlessness involved. So we encourage a, a good sexual life, a good loving sexual life, loving, caring, and animal connection, because we're all of that, where when you connect and, and do your connection, you have an I love you even more and I care about you and I will even sacrifice for your well-being, even if it's not the fun thing for me to do, I will go out of my way because I am endeared to you and care for you more. So there's two different worlds like that. When you have this second part, loving sex, the man and woman are equal. And you would not want it not to be equal because you're striving for love's sake, for the whole person's sake, whereas you have cultures and religions and everything that support the man over the woman, mostly in this world, and so it's it's not equal. It's not I love you. And you know if 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 you don't have actually your mate equal, where you have high respect for you, high respect for them, and you endeavor the path that supports that high respect and high caliber of living. If you're not doing that, then however much you're not doing that with your mate degrades actually a part of your own reflection of yourself. So a lot of people think they're getting away with it, especially men and certain cultures, because they own their woman. And uh, the woman doesn't have so much say or anything, but actually they are demeaning themselves. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Uh, don't forget to give us a call, 1-800-336-2225. If you'd like a reading, anybody who calls in gets a free meditation CD mailed out to them. Uh, when you start taking in earnest these, when these emotions coming up and starting to choose away from the negative emotions, start to uh, negotiate with yourself to stop having these negative emotions, you will start, and if you keep on this, you will start seeing that that negative emotion will begin to be at bay. It will not be as raging and as present, and you can actually transform this by working on it every single time that it comes up. After a while, the muscle gets so that it's uh, it's something that's very exercised, and it gets easier and easier to do. 
mind you, this is not easy because these are your weak areas. It is where you don't have your natural aptitude or belief system or habitual training or culturization raising you this way or in you to do this way. So you have to really consciously make an effort to go against these degrading uh, aspects of you. We all have them. (laughs) We sure do. Um, How else do you get through suffering? You know, for those of you who are willing to go into your emotions and your physical suffering and your interpersonal suffering, there are many ways that you can start getting these emotions and feelings and lessons to the surface uh, in healthier ways than keeping them inside your body, numbed out until they just slam dunk you. Here's what I mean by slam dunk. Oh, you know, like car accidents or cancer or divorce or your child dies. Any of the biggies, you've lost your job, any of these big ones are things that just slam you in such a way that you are forced to sit down and take a new look at life because you're getting hit so hard. So there's different ways for you to start working on these things that are that are looming in your life. One of them is to journal or uh, write a letter to somebody that you're upset with that you don't plan to send. You know... One of my favorite ones for people with intense anger, judgmentalism, uh, really disgruntled with life, it's not fair or whatever, um, is a a practice I call emptying your garbage. And in emptying your garbage, what it goes like is you go be alone, preferably, or out in the car someplace where no one can hear you, and you start off with this is simply because I have a backlog of backed-up feelings, and I need to get it out. It is not against anybody, not against myself. I wish goodwill on everyone involved, goodwill on me. And you get that real clear, real solid in in your whole awareness, and then you let yourself um, tirade about different things because you're letting the backed-up feelings get out, but you do not dramatize You do not evilize and get all angry and shooting darts at somebody and hating them. You simply get it out basically indifferent. You know, the other thing you do while you're doing that is you're always looking for the underlying lesson. That is so important. You know, Keith's suggestion is really good, and another one is safe venting. And I know you need to finish. But safe venting, like when you sit down with somebody else and say, can I vent for a moment? And then you like let go and say all you need to say. But in both, you need to always be looking for what is my lesson in the matter. You know, you got to sort of be knowing that uh, somehow you brought this on you yourself. There's frequencies. And in life, whatever you're resonating at draws that world to you. Nothing can be drawn to you if you're not resonating for that to happen to you. So something inside of you, oftentimes subconscious, Oftentimes not so subconscious. So when you empty your garbage, uh, when you're done, you, you don't want to go too long and hurt your voice, or, or you know, you can hit the pillow or something like that and get it out kinesthetically. When you're done, you do the same as when you started. I forgive everyone involved. I wish goodwill. Honestly, you think of people that you know do a little ping, hit a button. There, I wish you goodwill. I know. 
you're in your soup, I'm in my soup, we're both trying, mm-hmm. you see it your way, I see it my way, who's, who's, who's right? So you is know, it pea soup or broth? It's usually pea soup. <laughs> because really because everyone's pissed I and you're know. trying to get it out of your system. And, you, and in pea soup, you can't see an inch in front of your yeah. face, man. It's blind. So both front and back, you, you neutralize any kind of anger and your intent is to empty what's backed up in you. And you'll find if you do this, it's easy to have even really challenging confrontations with people that... Uh, a half hour before you did this, you were That's just about right. to, didn't know what you were going to do, knock right. their block off. That's right, because you got all that charge out and you can be a civil human being. With a rational with your mind. light in charge. That's right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you very much for being with us. We have a little bit more, so don't go away. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts and helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on our beloved CRN. We'll be right back. Mastering Ourselves co-host Keith Amber has done thousands of psychic soul healings over the past 36 years. As a healer and co-host on Mastering Ourselves, Keith offers profound insights that assist you in moving forward in your own life through your own trials and challenges. During Keith's private healings and on the show Mastering Ourselves, many of life's mysteries are explained with the help of the amazing spirit guides of light. Find out what others have to say about Keith's life-altering healings at MasteringOurselves.com.